Blog Talk Radio. I'm the cat with the bass and drum going around like bum bum bum.
global government, the mystery school, Agenda 2030, chemtrails and geoengineering, manufactured disasters. We live in a time when awareness about current events and big media deception is critical to be prepared for the events that are rapidly descending upon us. This is Russ from Delivering the Truth and Exposing the Lies. Join Diana and me every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. as we expose the truth big media keeps lying about. Herbal medicine, the globalist real agenda, seen through the propaganda. Thursday nights at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll see you there. Collectively Rewilding is an online forum for learning, sharing, and teaching the skills needed to enhance our experience in the natural world. We're looking for the best mentors, guides, and instructors who can teach a variety of natural skill sets. If you've got something to share, we have the platform to help you make a difference for free. If you are more interested in learning and expanding your abilities in nature, please join us as a member to explore the world of rewilding. Join us at www.collectivelyrewilding.com today. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever and whenever you're tuning in from, my fellow Liberty Lovers. This is Amber S. from Living with Freedom Ministries, reminding you to tune in on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific Time, for the Living with Freedom show, where we'll embrace what living with freedom can look like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in everyday life. That's 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific, here on Freedomizer Radio. Hey everyone, come check out the Proof Negative Radio Show here on FreedomizerRadio.com Monday through Thursday, 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. on the Pacific Coast as we fight the New World Order and rock the health freedom world together. Hello everyone. I am Broccoli Man. At night I fight for organic GMO free food. During the day I fight crime against child trafficking. Please watch my story on rumble.com. Just look up Broccoli Man and you can see my regular run-ins and follies with G-Lobalist, The Wiretap, The Millennials, and everyone else I run into. I fight communists and very pro-free speech. Just check me out. Broccoli Man. On rumble.com. Hello again everyone and welcome to the Barefoot is Legal radio show here on Freedomizer Radio. We want you to feel empowered about driving a car, going into a store, or eating in public without shoes on. The average person thinks laws exist and we will show you how there are none. So, kick back, listen to the show, and if you want to call in, the number is 319 6208 and press 1 to talk on the air. Thank you. All right. Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to the Barefoot is Legal radio show. I am guest hosting today. This is proof. Normally, I am on Monday through Thursday. I'm the big kahuna here on Freedomizer Radio, and I normally do the proof negative show. Monday through Thursday, 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern, that is 6 to 9 p.m. on the Pacific Coast. So I'll be guiding you through the lifestyle here for the next 90 minutes or so. 
I, I don't think I'm going to be alone. In a little bit, we'll have our web designer and the author of the book, The Quad Life, Joel Vandermolen, will be joining us here in just a little bit. Also, we do have a fellow podcaster uh, and BIL management member, Quintina, will join us here. So looking forward to that. And if you out there in radio land want to get in, the number here is 319-527-6208. And just press lucky number one on your phone, and I will bring you into the conversation. So uh, both of our guests will be coming in shortly, there, and we'll make time for you as well, like I said, if you want to call in. This is our community to share uh, about the, the barefoot lifestyle here. So I always look forward to meeting our friends here. For those that haven't heard me here much lately because I, I, I generally take Friday nights and Saturdays off, Sabbath. Um, we do have a couple of Sabbath shows on here. But, hey, if, uh, if there's a need for me to come in, I, I come in, so it's okay. So just some background, since I haven't been on in a long time, and I don't know really what transpires during the other weeks. But we started, we opened for business in October of 2015. So it's been over eight years that we've had this forum. And, well, we went from basically just a, a few people that, that felt like we could take this uh, thought process to the next level to, to where it is today. And so we have well over, between the group and the business page, well over 130,000 members just on Facebook. And then we have all the other social medias that, that we do. I have various videos that are in the can waiting for me to upload on TikTok and such. I just have not done the vocals on them, and that's, that's my fault. But we made it a nonprofit in 2017. So we're an official 501c3 nonprofit. And uh, we, the, uh, the reason I bring that up is some people have heard of us if you're on social media and you happen to find us by accident. Most people have not heard of us. And there's a few times a year where one of our members or myself will see something on a news or on a TV show where they mention us. And I, I don't know whether it's funny or sad sometimes. Like this past week, I don't even know the name of the show. It's not important. And it's some late night show. I don't even know what network it was on. And they happened to try, they tried their darndest to do a hit piece on us. 
but the the sad thing is is that they what they did was so cringe that it was more of an issue not so much that people were against us but people were just so not interested in how they delivered whatever they thought was comedy because there's the the host and maybe they're trying to do something like MTV's ridiculousness which is all that MTV has I think right now what do they have three shows they got ridiculousness catfish and whatever the teen and pregnant thing is I don't remember 16 and pregnant anyway you get the idea and so there's they're they're on the show would you believe that there's a and i'm paraphrasing here i i i I chose not to upload the clip the the gist of it was look there's a bunch of idiots that don't like to wear shoes and and this is this is one person's video and then would you believe that there's a a nonprofit called barefootislegal.org, and then they say something like, just because it's not legal doesn't mean, or just because it's legal doesn't mean you need a movement. And then they're all trying to do their jokes, and, oh, man, that was painful. And I'm okay to take criticism. I'm a a former stand-up comedian back like a generation and a half ago. And, uh, of course, I do radio. I'm a fellow uh, conservative, so I get the fact that that uh, the liberal side will bash people like myself, and that's okay. Uh, I, I'm okay with poking fun, but, oh, man, they whatever they thought was a joke, it was just not funny. It wasn't offensive. It was just not funny. When they act like they're drunk up there and, and it's like, why does everything have to revolve around sexual stuff? I, I Not everything has to go in the gutter. And the thing is, we have people from all over the world we have all different skin colors. We have all different ethnicities, uh, whatever gender somebody is. Uh, it, I don't care. All I really care about is are you uh, benefiting the lifestyle? And All right. Let me see if that is who I think it is here. I don't uh, – I don't have the phone number memorized, and I don't want to play a clip to uh, to screen the call, so I'm just going to bring them on. I think I know who this is, though. Welcome in. Hello, it's Quintina. Hey, that's what I thought. Welcome in, Quintina. Thank you for yeah, joining for us. So I was just talking about that uh, that that what they thought was a hit piece, but even people don't know who we are. Uh, there's a lot of people that said, I, I don't like, uh, I'm not a barefoot person, but this show is just total cringeworthy and don't expect this show to last. It's like somebody found, look, we, we found a, a website 
that we could make fun of people with, but how do we make fun of them? And they, they couldn't even do that right. <laughs> yeah, when people are um... – when they don't understand something, their first thing is to judge it or make fun of it because it makes them feel better when they can say, oh, like, if I, if I can't understand this or if I can't be a part of this group or I'm uncomfortable being a part of this group, then I'm just going to make fun of it so that I can feel superior, I can, you know, fit in, not be the quote-unquote weirdo. And the thing is, we are in a, in a space where whatever group you're in, you are in with that group. So I think it's just so funny that people will make fun of other groups because they want to be included when they could just go be included in the groups that they're already in whatever group that is, you know, whether that's religious, spiritual, like lifestyle, you know, whatever, political affiliation, like you have your group. And if you would like that, like people that make fun of other groups, if they would immerse themselves in the groups that they themselves are in, then (laughs) they would have no time to make fun of other groups that they don't understand. Well, see, there's two different kinds of people, and it doesn't matter whether it's our group or someone's into to, uh, helping sick puppies or somebody's into whatever gender they are. Or I don't really care, but if you're, if you're not doing anything to better a community, then uh, you don't have a purpose. And if you don't have a purpose... I, I hate to say it, but what good are you if you can't bring anything to the table? Well, I, I just, so. uh, I, I've like... lived my whole life, Quintina. I, I have a day job, and ever since I was 20, and even before then, I always had a side hustle, and I always did other stuff. I, I'm not one of those people that could just come home watch TV, microwave a burrito, and, and go to bed. I, I, I can't do that. that. That's never been me my whole life. I think people also don't recognize the gifts that they do have and the ways that they can contribute. And we also don't think about the fact that we feel, like people, humans in general feel better when they are a part of something or when they have um, reason behind doing what they do. Um, And I think that society has given us kind of uh, put us in a rock between a rock and a hard place where there's so much expectation to, you know, do all these things, work, 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 and make, make a living and all that, which is, obviously needed because that's how our society runs but there's it's almost like once all that is done there's no room for things that we like to do (laughs) like no I don't think anybody really loves working all the time Um, even if you like your job and like you like what you do it's not the same as doing something that you do just because just for fun or you know work has a means to an end, whereas leisure and play have just 
other benefits. Um, but I think we're just so tired and tuckered out from trying to fit into this of what society needs from us to function and also not being able to like really live our lives. And I think even with um, just our group in general, um, as people who practice a barefoot lifestyle, it's like, I feel like we defend the, the right of freedom and access to living a lifestyle just by sticking standing up for and sticking to like what we believe in. And I think a lot of people see that as weird or odd or uncomfortable because they're faced with that. um, They're faced with the truth that they may not have, you know, the, they may not have that, that purpose that you're talking about to move forward. They don't have something that they can stand up and really like, believe in and and make changes towards and benefit uh, their community with. Um, so I think that that has a lot of parallels to just what we have to go through in as barefooters. Right. Speaking here with Quintina and just been, uh, I, I did mention, of course, that uh, you, you still are doing your podcasting. That's you. I didn't Me? lose you, did I? Yeah, there you are. Yeah, you, oh, uh, you no, were doing some podcasting recently, weren't you? Um, I was on some other people's podcasts, um, but I don't okay. have my own as of yet. Okay. I'm working well, on I, it. <laughs> I know someone that has an available radio network. Oh, I will have to think about that. It's all about consistency. I, I know, I know some people. I, I kind of know a guy. Yes, just, just kind of. <laughs> you might know him real well. <laughs> yes. So, can you tell us what brought you to our forum here? Not, not just on the call. I'm talking about the, the whole big. Uh, Barefoot is legal site, and uh, and what what made you say you know what these people are legit? Let me go ahead and and see what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So I was trying to figure out what um, if there were groups of people uh, here in the states that were barefoot as well because. I actually learned my practice of barefooting in another country. I learned it in Ghana when I lived there. And so um, when I came back, I just continued from where I had left off. So for me, barefooting was largely spiritual, um, but also for me, um, a stick it to the man, almost not political statement, but very much like a, uh, you know, like we have, rights like we're allowed to do this in the in the most free country uh supposedly in the world like I don't know why I'm getting kicked out of places I don't know why I'm being treated in this way because in Ghana I was never treated that way people were curious and they would ask questions but I never was told to leave anywhere I was actually more usually just more invited um and it's just more socially acceptable there Um, so I was kind of trying to figure out where I could go or like who I could be, um, 
in collaboration with to help with just barefooting in the States because coming back is like, it's reverse culture shock, to be honest. Um, there's just so much excess and there's, it's a lot. I mean, America's energy as a, as a continent, as a, as a country is just a lot. Um, so when you come back to it, you have, have to like readjust and reacclimate. Um, and thank goodness that I'm constantly grounded <laughs> by being barefoot because I don't know if I would have been able to acclimate um, as easily back. So I was searching on Facebook and I found that um, there was a couple different groups and Barefoot is Legal was one of the first ones to pop up and it was a pretty large group. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like clearly there's tons of people in there. Um, so then when I joined, it was really active. There were lots of um, just people that were giving really great tips, sharing their um, photos and experiences of being in places. And that was just really nice because it was good to see that, you know, I wasn't alone in what I was doing and where I was going because it's easy to go barefoot outside. But when you are going into, you know, public places and stuff like that, um, it's completely different. So um, I just felt like, wow, this is awesome that there is such a large community here and people being able to support each other. Um, and back to your original point, you know, having, having a purpose and uh, having a community that you can be involved in and engage in. Right. And that was the whole point of, of making the forum here. And when we started this, I was hoping people would want to be more aggressive with the movement and, and get the word out. And to be honest, that that's how we've grown is I am – I don't want to say legendary because I, I'm the only one that knows what I do. But my game plan is is to is to reach out because if you just sit there and wait for people, they're not going to find us. But people are curious because you can mm -hmm. look all day long on, on Facebook. You'll see you'll see things about people. Uh, they'll they'll say, "Wow, I, I hate wearing shoes," or uh, whatever it is, and and so there's videos, there's memes, there's posts, that, and, and these posts will get hundreds, thousands, sometimes millions of people that share stuff out and comment and say, I feel the same way, I wish we didn't have to wear them. And so I'm just there reaching out. It's like they're saying, I'm interested, please find me. And so I'm doing right. so. There's one video that, that's been shared about 900,000 times with over 600 million views. And I'm like, wow. those are obviously people that are interested in what we're doing. So if I could reach out, uh, I, I, I want to do that. Absolutely. And then people say, well, he's, the only reason why they're popular is that they're advertising. It's like, well, yeah. that's what you've got to do. If people say they're interested, don't just let them sit there. you got to bring them in. Absolutely. It's not that I'm doing anything excessive. Uh, it's just if people say they're interested, then I'm just showing them where to go, and, uh, and then we, as a community, help them find their way, uh, much like yourself. Yeah. How long ago did you join us? I think it's been um, a little over a year. Okay. 
Yeah. But my thing I is, think, is um, that I, I want activity. I, I want uh, I want meetups. I, I want people that, that change people's minds. I don't want to just have a group where we're just like a new kids on the block fan club or something or a, <laughs> uh, a bird watching group. I, I want activity and I, I want people to make friends and, and go do shopping flash mobs together because that's how we win. We win with the more we are active and engaging. We're, we don't win by just sitting here where I'm the, look at me, I'm the big bad leader. It's like, that's not how it works. Right. Yeah, I'm not the, hey, look at me, dude. You're more like the collaborator behind the scenes and hoping that everybody else can, um, you know, connect and do, you know, the fun stuff. Yeah, it's about the movement first and foremost. And, and over the years, you, you, don't, you don't know some of the background, but there's been people that have tried to take over the group and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, uh, and feel like their message is more important. It's, it's the message. It's not the person. Right. Like someone was upset once because we don't cater enough to the gay and lesbian community. It's like, well, uh, we're not changing it. Uh, and I don't care. I don't ask people what gender are you and who do you sleep with. It's like that doesn't matter. That has nothing to do with barefooting. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, well, he's not supportive of gays and lesbians. It's like, well, my job is to get well, out of the how? way. My job isn't to... Uh, to say, hey, we're a gay and lesbian community, and and I'm not, so I need to leave. Um, I'm very happy with my wife. Uh, I've never, never uh, strayed from that life. I, I I'm happy with just having my my wife here, and and we're totally cool. Well, I don't. I, I'm not looking like for a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Be... Uh, yeah. It just shouldn't even be about that. Like, none of it doesn't that matter. No. Right. I think people want things to be inclusive, but barefooting as a lifestyle, as a practice, as a as a thought process, as a um, as a social. Well, we're trying to make it a social norm, but as something that is, um, you know, we're we're working to be socially acceptable. It's like. It, there is no, if you, if you have, if you're a person and you have feet to be barefoot, you can be in the group. Like, and that, if that's the lifestyle that you want to live, like it doesn't, it shouldn't matter. We're not, we're not catering to any one specific group of any kind other than people who want to live a barefoot lifestyle. That's our niche. That's who we cater to. Everything. And just think you went from, you went from just, or just questioning who we are, you randomly came across us, and now you're mm-hmm. part of our management team, and uh, and so you're helping us uh, get to where I, I think we need to be. I have really enjoyed just you know being being able to spread that message and being able to be not only an advocate but also an example of being like, you know, living the life, living the lifestyle and showing other people that it is possible no matter how often you want to be barefoot, just knowing that you can do it as often as you want, anywhere you want, 
and, you know, being able to provide people with resources to protect themselves, protect their rights, and also to live the life that they want to live, which is the most important part. Right. So you've posted in the group about uh, about dating before, and so have you <laughs> yeah. had any encounters with that? Yeah, um, I've had uh, I've had uh, a good uh, a good run of dates, um, and some just thought, oh, that's kind of weird. And then there were other things that um, made us incompatible, so we didn't ha- we never had like a second date. Um, there was somebody that I had multiple dates on, and actually it became, well, he said that it was the problem, but after further investigation, it was just a cover-up, what was really wrong, which was something inside of him. So, you know, can't do anything about that. And he self-admitted that, yeah. um, which is funny because I'm like, you, you used something that I – that I can't change, or I could change it, but, like, um, you use something about me to make yourself feel better about you not being ready to date. (laughs) Like, that's just not fair. Um, But I have been seeing somebody for um, almost a month now um, consistently, and, you know, at first he was a little shocked, um, he's definitely like a sneakerhead, somebody who is very much into shoes and fashion and things like that. So it was quite funny, um, to like have that conversation, but I realized that people, people don't care as much once you, once they understand one, the reasoning behind you doing it, cause usually there's a really good reason. Um, and then also, they, once you describe to them, you know, you get over the, um, well, what about, you know, bacteria? Like, aren't you afraid of stepping on something? Like all those, you know, normal questions that most people have and you explain to them like how it works. They, they honestly, most of the time don't care. (laughs) And if they do care, they're not the person for you. That's just what I've realized. I'm old enough to be your father. And I can't believe I I get to say this to people that are, better half my age basically but uh, I've learned <laughs> that you bring this up early in the, into the conversation and if they don't want you over that then uh, obviously they have more issues than what you want to deal with uh, exactly. by the way are you are you uh, are you able to stay for a few minutes because Joel wants to come in and I was hoping you two would meet oh sure yes I do have a couple minutes Okay. Well, let me go and bring in the author of the book, The Quad Life. He is our webmaster for Barefoot is Legal. And he was one of us that helped start our community eight years ago, eight plus, back in October of 2015. So you could say Joel helped us get off the ground because without him, we wouldn't have had a website. So let me, uh, let me go ahead and bring him in here right now. Uh, Joel, welcome in. Thank you. We love Joel. Yeah, you always want the applause. You don't want the Nelson. You know what the Nelson is, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ha ha! You don't want that. 
I was glad to help BAL get off on the right foot. Yes. So I know you and Quintina have not met yet over the phone, so or had a conversation. So now uh, you two can. You both are fellow management members here, so I was hoping that we'd have some encounters where we all get to talk and meet. We have not had like a a formal conference in a long time. No, we have not. So, so uh, what made you you decide eight and a half years ago that that, uh, our project was worth taking a chance on? Well, I had uh, studied the benefits of barefooting uh, primarily for children, especially starting in late high school and during college. And had been going barefoot myself um, as much as I could. And really, after years of doing it and seeing the benefits for myself and knowing how it could help others, I wanted to uh, be part of a project that could really spread awareness and had people that really wanted to keep at it. And the IL seemed to be that place, and I was glad to help. So uh, I know you came with me from the old neighborhood, and I'll just tell Quintina and the audience the quick story. I'm not going to name the other group, but I ran a different group that uh, I ran that for exactly 100 days, not one day more, not one day less. And the management members that I brought in, uh, they did not like any of my ideas that I was wanting to do. They wanted everything to be kind of underground and uh, everybody's hidden. No 501c3, no radio show, no nothing except we just talk about our day-to-day activity and and don't get active. And they yelled at me once when I put over 200 people in the group in in a weekend. And so they eventually got rid of me, so I just started Barefoot as Legal that day. And in 10 months, we outgrew them. So that's where Joel and I and and a few others came from with that originally – uh, put the floor down for, for Barefoot is Legal. And I'd like to say that, that, group that is not even we're close a much to more relevant. active group. Yep. And, yeah, and not, in ter- uh, not just in terms of talking in the, in the community, but actually doing things. Uh, what I don't want is people, we might have 20, we got like 25, 26,000, whatever, in the group. I don't want just 50 people talking and and 25,800 members just not active and doing stuff. That doesn't help us. No. I think we also have to think, like, the the different algorithmic, algorithmic changes that social media has taken, um, it, it makes it more difficult for groups or things like that to be front of mind because a lot of times it's pushed down. You know, unless somebody is actively and consistently looking at, um, like, barefoot content or, uh, like, lifestyle content that would lead them back to that, 
the algorithm is not going to push that in there. And, you know, people are people, are people out of sight, out of mind. So if, you know, if, there's, if it's not showing up, then it's not going to be front of mind for them. And for, for a lot of barefooters, it's something that they just do every day. Like half the time I just forget that I live this way until something happens where I have somebody ask me about it or – um, my friends will forget sometimes, we'll be out, they'll be like, oh my gosh, like, you don't, like, put your shoes on, and like, really? <laughs> I don't even own shoes. <laughs> you you know this. And they're like, yeah. I'm sorry, I forgot. Like, you know? So unless it's, like, in the forefront, and, like, especially on social media, it's not, um, it's a lot harder to uh, to grow those groups on, at least on uh, Facebook in particular, um, just because of, like, the algorithmic changes. But um, the other thing is, I think people, um, there's a lot of stuff that's happening right now that I think people are putting before their own rights. And I think that a lot of times when we, when our safety and survival are even remotely threatened, that, those are the things that we focus on first. So a lot of um, agendas and things are being pushed to the forefront, and I think that people are just kind of forgetting about all of these additional lifestyle things or all of these extras, especially if they're not full-time barefooters. So I think that the mission is um, is strong. It's just on socials, it's harder to see how, like, what people are doing and how deep it really goes for them. Well, I think too that we have to start putting a major focus uh, on things like TikTok and and uh, and the the YouTube Shorts or the Facebook Reels. I, I've been trying to do more videos of under a minute because, uh, well, Facebook also changed their the way that they allow us to do advertising. So previously. If I had a post that did well, I could throw a hundred bucks at it and uh, and get two million hits in a matter of days. But now, if I boost a post, then all it does is it takes you to the website. Uh, they before, if I had a, a a good a good meme, I could put a hundred bucks down, and then when people see the meme, they would share it. And then, then the next people would share it that saw it. And so there was a chain reaction. So now if I just throw 50 bucks at it, I'm just, I'm just donating money to Facebook at this point. Because they, they yeah, can't they share the meme. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so that, that's how some of our, our – uh, it's kind of funny, Quentin. I don't know if you've seen this. But some of our memes have actually gotten on TV, <laughs> and it's kind of funny watching people dissect mm-hmm. them. And I uh, now I, I don't have that opportunity unless somebody is physically right there looking at it. Right. It's not going to be shared to them. That's so disappointing. Oh, go ahead, Joel. You said those times have been fun. That we get more uh, play talking, but 
Unfortunately, Joel might remember some of these. We've had times, Quintina, where we would have nine management members on a post going viral as we speak. And so there'd be the fools, and, and uh, they throw graffiti on the business page, and, and we might have eight or nine people trying to delete comments as fast as they come in. And we might get 12 comments a minute. Oh, yeah, those make it for a very long day, long hours of deleting and policing comments. (laughs) But the thing is, you have to get rid of them because then people won't, they won't post. And if they're actually interested, (laughs) then they're going to see the negative comments and, and just not be interested. So we have to clean that up as fast as we can. Yeah, but exactly. like I was saying earlier, these people don't believe in anything. So they, their job, because they don't believe in anything, their job is to take down whatever it is you're interested in so that you don't believe in anything because it makes right. them look bad. Yeah, and I've never spent does. any part of my life just thinking, how can I make people angry? I, I don't sit around and, and think that way. I just don't know how people can can just, you know what? I, I don't like people that wear hats. I'm just going to bother everybody that doesn't, that, that, that likes to wear a hat. <laughs> people can get angry at that is fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but it's, uh, it's funny, though. It's the only part of the body that if you don't wear something over it people have all kinds of emotions like angry disgusted um they think it's comedy you get all the above it's just it's just funny how people in america are so focused on that part of the body so i don't know if you've heard my story on this quintina but my foray into this The first time, I went into a Baskin-Robbins, and the manager said he couldn't serve me because I didn't have shoes on, and I, this was before the Internet. So I, I looked at him, and I said, uh, why can't I? And he said, well, there could be glass on the ground. So I looked at him, and I said, well, what glass products are you selling in your ice cream? And he thought about it for a second, and then he said, well, we don't sell anything with glass, but a gang member can do a drive-by and shoot up all the windows in the building. Then how are you going to get out? I'm going to walk out. Or I'm going to be dead. And that, and that, and that answer was like, all right, uh, I, I got to look at this. And, uh, and that's kind of where I've been for like 30 years. That's so interesting. I don't remember hearing that one before. Oh. Yeah, like when we had our our meetup in Minneapolis a few years ago, uh, we went to a Hardee's, and they told us that we couldn't be barefoot because there there could be glass on the ground, and they never heard anybody uh, ask them what glass products do they sell. And eventually they, they let us stay in because they they put themselves in a corner and they couldn't answer. Because mm-hmm. you can't say there could be glass on the ground and they don't sell anything with glass. 
then that right. negates their argument. It's <laughs> like when you go down the frozen food section of, uh, of the grocery store and they sell the pinatas up there, they don't tell you to, at least you have to wear a, a sun visor uh, uh, because a pinata could fall on your head. Right. <laughs> so have you oh, had any man. encounters like that where people just, uh, the argument that they tried to provide was not conducive to what they were trying to, to be disgusted about? I have not. Um, I still have some people that are surprised that I'm barefoot. Um, I live in Iowa, so we've had some cooler temperatures. And, like, I was out yesterday and went and visited my elderly grandmother, who is in a uh, care facility because she has a very bad memory at her age anymore. And... She was kind of surprised I was still barefoot, but not too much because I have been for years. But as I was leaving, I waited by the door a little while, and it was the same time as supper. So there were a lot of older people that were sitting and getting ready to eat, and I was quite the object of discussion as all these elderly people were waiting for food and looking at me, and while he's still there, why? I couldn't quite hear if my feet were part of the discussion or um, anything else, but it was fun. <laughs> How about you, Quintina? Oh, man. Um, I've gotten the, um, it's, a, it's a health violation a lot. And I will literally ask them, what is, what about my feet is um, a health hazard? They're like, well, you know, um, you could, you, there, you could track in bacteria. Like there could be bacteria on this floor um, that you could, um, you know, that you could get and whatever. And I'm like, okay, so for your first for the first half of your argument, what is the difference between the bottom of my feet and the bottom of your shoes? Like, do you, do you think about where you step when you have shoes on? No, you don't. Right. I constantly am aware of where I'm stepping and what I'm stepping on. So I promise you, <laughs> I would lick the bottom of my own feet <laughs> before I would lick the bottom of your shoes if we want to talk about bacteria. The other thing is, it it's not, you don't get to care about my health more than I do. So you telling me that you want me to be safe and you want me to not have to worry about bacteria on the bottom of my feet you don't think that i've thought about this you don't think that i know <laughs> that there's bacteria in the world what about the inside of your shoes when the, when is the last time you washed the inside of your shoes when you put them on right never that's what i thought how often do you think i wash my feet <laughs> and then they just like they're just like oh i didn't even think about that of course you didn't you how would how would you Right? So, 
for me, it's always been about asking the right questions of, like, making them critically think. Because most of the time they're going straight into the default. Um, and they are just like, they, they just like a default that they're, that this is what they think needs to happen or this is law, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, OSHA doesn't apply to consumers. So you need to stop using that. Even so, uh, OSHA doesn't apply to like a general office setting either. That too. So uh, I don't know if you've ever had anyone try and tap you on the shoulder and say that's unprofessional. No, thankfully my job is chill. (laughs) Well, maybe not the current one I'm talking about previously or or maybe if you were in school or something. Oh, well, I've only been barefoot for two years, so um, a little over. That's it? um, Okay. Yeah, it's new for me, so I haven't – I didn't get to encounter anything – prior to that. And my first year barefooting was all in Ghana. So. True. Okay. All right. So, Joel, are you, are you surprised by the growth that, that we've had? I know when you came over to help us start the new group eight, almost eight and a half years ago, we, we didn't have any idea how this would go. Um, I don't know about surprised, but um, I'm glad to see the growth that we have had and thankful that, you know, we can be this large of an influence. Um, Like you, I would like to see more interaction from more people. Um, We have the equivalent of a fairly good-sized town, or small town anyway. Exactly. So, but, yeah, we only uh, have Quintina, a few that participate. Yeah. Quintina, any, any last words? I know you're you're leaving here. No, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on. And, <clears throat> excuse me. So nice to hear your voice, Joel, and put a at least a voice to um, uh, a photo. And I'm just really grateful to be a part of uh, this team. And let's go barefoot. <laughs> Well, we'll be in touch, obviously. Thank you, Quintina, for being part of us. And uh, that's what this whole—that's what this whole forum is about. It's about putting voice and video to our organization. Mm -hmm. Uh, That—that—that's what makes us grow: is people seeing each other do stuff, and then we're all encouraged to to do more. Exactly. Awesome. Well, well thank I won't keep you, you Quintina. We'll you talk- can stay here if you like, uh, but uh, I know you you said you had a little bit of time. Yes, I do. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. All right. Thank you, Quintina. Yep. Bye. All right. So uh, I, I do think it's funny, Joel, maybe not funny, but uh, sometimes uh, we run across celebrities on X, formerly Twitter, that follow us and they they sometimes will comment. Yeah. I don't know if you use Twitter or not, but uh, I, I, I send stuff to Twitter. I'm not a Twitter user, I guess, but if I'm creating memes or, or sharing articles, I'll, I'll throw it on the Twitter, but I'm not actively like reading it. 
but I do comb over it, and anyone that that thinks we're we're there for X-rated stuff, they they immediately get uh, they get dropped and banned. Now, now I'm on Twitter or X about once a week to share videos that I do, and for a while I had been kicked off Facebook for about a month and a half, and then I was. Uh, more active on X because it was about the uh, only place I could interact with people, but that's about the only time I have been. You know what I think is hilarious, though, Joel, is that every so often someone will come into the group and go, I need to leave because because I, I was looking at Proof's social media and he voted for Trump. So... Uh, I, I'm not going anywhere where where there was a Trump supporter. It's like, well, if you go into a Walmart or find insert whatever grocery store here, not everybody that that goes shopping is a raging liberal like you. Correct. So, we can't unless you're staying home. Yeah, we have a group of a lot of people with various backgrounds, and not everyone is going to think exactly the same. Just like anywhere else I'm not, a, I'm, not a, uh, I'm not a liberal, but I don't care if liberals come in. Uh, I, we, don't, we don't question political affiliation when, when people sign up. Correct. I, I just think it's weird that every so often you'll get those, those crazies. But, and I try not to use the word Karen because I have a sister named Karen. But yeah, probably I, that's appreciate what they it. are. Well, they come in every group. Oh, of course. So, yeah, it's no secret, but the thing is, is that when it comes to running an organization like this and and having the proper growth, you need somebody business-related. You probably don't want a raging liberal because you get angry and you're going to run people out (laughs) and people... I just think we're at a point right now that the woke stuff is, uh, I think wokeness is, is uh, it's a fad, and I think it's about to be over. It will be soon, yes. Or it's being used for other means. And once those are done, then those people that mm-hmm. have been trained in wokeness will be very uh, disappointed. And that's why I don't I don't I don't worry about trends. I don't cater to any certain groups. All I care about, Joel, and you know this, is uh, what are you doing for our community? You can you can have whatever pronouns you want. You can uh, I don't like the the one guy that likes to wear skirts. Uh, whatever I don't care. All I care about is are are you uh, are you helping the community and not running people out. That's all I worry right. about. But in, in five years, Joel, I don't know that people will will be pronoun dependent. I hope it's a lot less, at least. Once we'll be learning from mistakes. Right. So you wrote a book. So how did that go? 
yeah, um, for anyone that's new to us that's listening, um, I am a unique barefooter in that I uh, am unable to walk. I have been a quadriplegic for most of my life, and I find that barefooting has helped me to have less muscle spasms and have better control of my body and get less problems um, from footwear, obviously. And so in late 2023, I released my autobiography called The Quad Life. And subtitle is Unexpected Times Abound, but Reliance on God is a must. And that was the conclusion of about five years of writing. Um, Say, I was injured in a car accident when I was three years old in 1985. And that was on February 20. So the anniversary is coming up here in just a couple weeks. And so my autobiography is about life that I've experienced, um, the good times as well as the bad, and part of that is about uh, my experience of learning barefooting and how it uh, helps me, but also just uh, really going all throughout life and trying to be an inspiration to others and show them as what I found that the uh, best way to go about really everything is to rely on God and look to Him. Oh, I can appreciate that. Yeah, usually so now, I take Fridays and uh, Friday nights and Saturday mornings off due to Sabbath. But if I have to yeah. come in, if, if there's no host, I'll come in uh, to to work on the show. That that's fine. Yep. Part of what I do now is I am licensed to exhort, it's called, which is to be a, uh, um, basically a substitute preacher. Okay. And I'm known as the barefoot preacher because um, in the almost six years that I've been licensed now, I've never preached with any footwear on. I've always been barefoot. And I... uh, Make sure to emphasize that, you know, we uh, have sinned against God by doing uh, lies or not taking his name in full respect. And um, like me, I've coveted another life that is not as challenging, but we all need to uh, turn from our sins or repent from them and look to God alone for salvation and turning to him for our assurance. So that's why what I do. I was told that on on some of your videos, I've seen you on a bike of some kind. So uh, are you trying to just gain more strength in your legs? Well, with the bike, it also gains strength in my legs and also gets better circulation in um, legs and everywhere, so I don't have trouble um, 
with skin breakdown and just get better muscle buildup. And I've done now over um, 2,000 miles of barefoot biking. The um, therapists that uh, originally got me set up on the bike were very uh, unsure about me going barefoot on the bike, but I said, well, I'm used to it, and this is how I do it. And I've never had any problems because of it. So it's uh, something that's really helped, and I'm glad that I'm able to do it. Yeah, I would really like to see you be able to move your legs even in small amounts. That that would, that would be great. It would be cool. Um, for me, being able to breathe on my own would uh, be good, but I use something that's uh, called a diaphragm pacemaker instead of a full ventilator like I used to do. Oh, and that okay. has helped a lot. Yeah, I've I've just always been impressed with how you could do our website uh, with not being able to use your limbs. That that that's just fascinated me, and I'm just thankful that that you've been uh, with us to uh, on this great journey. Yeah, I just use a mouse stick for um, pretty well everything, and with that, I can type at about 30 words a minute. Okay. And that is what I can I typed my entire book with. Um, it is a little over 450 pages, and oh, wow. it seems a little bit much at first. But everyone has told me it's a very um, easy read, and they don't really notice that it's that long. I mean, yeah, you're not going to. Uh, sit down and read it in an hour, but uh, no one has told me it's too long. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Yeah, I've uh, I, I, I've started writing a, a couple of books, but then uh, I I don't finish. Yeah. I probably had it done at least a year earlier. It's not two, but life distractions of work and getting things that uh, come up and take priority make it delayed. If all I did was write, that might be one thing, but I do a lot more. Yeah, I'll be honest. I wish I would have focused on it during COVID because I had the time not having a day job. That's when I got a lot of mine written, too, was during COVID. Um, I have, doing web development, I work from home anyway, but it did slow down during that time as well, and I wasn't going out and doing anything else, so I as well keep writing more. Yeah, I think I went 10 months during COVID without going into a store because I, I, I still to this day have never worn a scam on my face. Yep, I don't either. And I also had the added excuse that I couldn't drive my chin-controlled wheelchair with yeah. one of those on. Which is true. I remember once that some some clothing store... 
called the police, and the police escorted somebody out who did not wear a, a, a scam on their face, but they had no arms. So they were like, tell me how to put this on and take it off. They're like, that's not my job. You just need to find a way to put it on. And, I'm, and, and they're like, well, they yeah. call the police. And that's, yeah. how ter- that's how thoughtless people are. And, and, and one of the things about COVID, Joel, was that people that didn't want to put, put the scams on their face, then they understood our barefoot message because it's just another part of the body that people got offended by, by seeing. Correct. And, yeah, for the guy that had no arms, um, I would guess that he is uh, frequently barefoot as well, at least I'd hope. And may have some of the same issues as that as well. Probably not. I don't remember seeing uh, in the picture. I just remember the one, the one photo of the police escorting the the lady out. Yep. So I, I didn't look. Once people get something in their head, they uh, think it has to be this mm-hmm. way, and there are absolutely uh, no exceptions. But that's the thing with us, though, Joel, is that for our organization, like I was telling uh, Quentina, and I don't know how much you heard of it, but there's a video by David Wolf that has it has over 500 million views on Facebook and uh, like 900,000 times been shared. I've not seen so, it. So, and everybody writes in there, I, I wish I could do this more, and I hate shoes, and why do people worry about me if I don't have shoes on? And so the, that's how I bring the traffic in when I have a, a – and that's what I spent a lot of time on during COVID was trying to bring people in. So right. I see and people it, say that they're interested in our message. I'm like, hi, I'm Barefoot is Legal. Come join us. Because they're telling you they're interested, Joel. It's not a secret. It's not like you're spamming. At that point no. – if somebody says, I wish I didn't have to wear shoes, and you come in and tell them who you are, that that's just helping them find a solution. That That's not spam. No, and then I say it, but when it comes to actually doing it and being a little bit out of the norm, then that, uh, that's when their thinking changes. Right, but then when we have meetups and stuff, and if they come to a meetup or if we are talking about, like, the, the more activity we have, the, the more other people will see it and they'll want to be part of it. And that that's how Correct. it works. Correct. And I hope that we see more meetups going on uh, when summer hits in the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah, are you? Do you know if you're close to that Tyler uh, kid that that does the autism challenge? Yeah, I uh, I'm about an hour away from them. We've actually uh, met several years ago at a disability uh, okay. uh, camp that we both were part of. But um, yeah, getting meetups for me is a challenge because I don't have or I didn't have any caregivers that could um, drive me anywhere on a Saturday. And my parents, unfortunately, have uh, 
it took them about 10 years to accept me going barefoot and going out with others and promoting it is not something that they are willing to do yet. So I have to do it when I have caregivers around and that's usually not Saturday. More or less would have to come to something that's close to you so you don't make these people drive an hour. Right. Okay. So that would mean during the week, and then that um, doesn't work as well for most people that work, obviously. But hopefully right. we'll see this year. I hope so. I just think that I think that we're capable of taking that next step, Joel. I, I feel confident. It's um, you know, you know who's at the top here of the food chain. So it's not like you have to worry about what my attitude is today. Uh, I don't have any struggles. I, I'm not an alcoholic, or uh, I'm not involved in drugs. I, I'm very <coughs> um, grounded. I, I'm a devout. I'm a devout Christian. I, yep. uh, I'm somebody you can count on. So, uh, and I do have a decent business mind, although I haven't been able to financially get us on top. We're we're not struggling. So, no, nope, we still got just think, Joel, We we have over 130,000 unique people just on our Facebook. Correct. So we've affected a lot of people. Oh yeah. And there's a lot that, as I say, in our group that could be doing more. But for whatever reason, they're too um, shy to go out. Right. And that that's where the meetups come in. Because people will Correct. go uh, if they see what we're doing. But nobody wants to take the initiative on their own. No. Well, and yeah, I we have that much. That. We have that much activity on our Facebook page, and on our website last month we had over a thousand people that looked at it. And yeah. so we have people that are looking, but getting them active is the next hurdle. Right, so uh, my goal, obviously, is to bring in as many people as, as we can, and, uh, and our activity uh, is, going to be, is going to determine if anybody else does anything after they're joining us. So Correct. I, I know how to bring people in. I just don't know how to, hand, how to hold people's attentions, I suppose. Right. Well, as I've said before, we, um, to kind of take a pun from uh, another popular place, we need to just do it with going yes. barefoot. But, hey, we're, we could be a lot worse off. We, we could be one of those other leading groups that, that don't do anything. So I, I'm okay where we're at. <laughs> I agree. At the end of the day, we have a 
this is probably the best management staff that, that we've had. If you've noticed, Joel, there's like no infighting right now. There's not really arguments. No, uh, we have a very previously good you'd have, group. You'd have random dust-ups, but there, there hasn't been any in a long time, and I mean years. No, we have a very good group that is uh, running BIL, and I'm happy to uh, be part of it as much as I can and to uh, yeah, promote in real life or you know, uh, going around my town and being uh, the barefoot preacher and just going uh, everywhere sans footwear and telling others, you know, it really is something that you can try and it's good. Yeah, so what do you have uh, as far as any suggestions go for uh what what can we do? Do you think that we're not doing well enough on in order to uh, in order to grow? Really, from my view, we're doing all we can as a way to grow. Um, that's that just getting people out to do it is the hard part. And I think, as we said, that getting friends or more people to do it that you're not just a single person that's going barefoot for the first time and you're seen as the uh, as the world says, the one oddball that's doing something that's not expected. That you can get, say, your whole family doing it is would help a little bit. Here's what I've learned, Joel, from my years of advocacy, that you're better off telling a complete stranger about this than, than your family. Correct. And I've done that. I do the same motto when I'm out doing um, street witnessing, too. It's easier to talk with someone you've known for, quote, a minute than for 10 years. So let me ask you this, with your book, uh, can people find your book in Amazon or, or Barnes & Noble or anything like that? Yes, my book is on Amazon, and right now that's the only place. But yes, it is The Quad Life by Joel Vandermolen. And yeah, it's available in paperback or on Kindle for um, either way you want to read it. And I would appreciate, uh, you know, people getting it and taking a look. So how how can you get your book into a place like Barnes & Noble? Any idea on that? Because I don't know. I don't know either. Um, I'm still trying to market my book and get it out to people. Um, doing uh, radio spots like this, I think, helps. Um, this is my second one this week, actually. And just really telling people what's out there. Um, I had to self-publish my book. So if I maybe go on a different route, but trying to find someone that would take uh, on my book from an unknown author was quite the challenge, and it was not uh, not going well from places that I tried. So... This is what I did, and I'm glad my book is out now. Just getting it out to more people is a challenge. 
Right. Yeah, I, I don't know the first thing about book publishing. I guess that's the more daunting task. Because obviously you could self-publish, but as far as getting some copies and going to the local Barnes & Noble and setting up a table and signing autographs, uh, I don't know how to do that stuff. Yeah, and I live in a very small town here, and we don't have anything like that around except from maybe an hour away or so in Des Moines. Hmm. So it's something I may look into for this summer, but... Uh, I don't head out much in the winter very much that uh right. I don't do well with cold. Well you so. guys you guys and I I was just wondering if you were able to to go to that caucus when it was minus twenty or whatever it was out. No, I was not able to. Okay. I think we had like thirty below wind chills. And that's dangerous for heading out, so I figured. I stayed right here at home. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll be caucusing on Thursday this week, actually. Okay. I don't really, uh, yeah, schedules after Iowa, I don't look at it too much. Yeah, you, you guys are the first ones, so after that, you, you're like, well, we did our part. Yeah, and I think it's always a... Uh, Challenge for Iowa to stay the first, but so far we keep doing it. Pretty soon we may need to start caucusing for the 2028 elections, maybe starting next year, but uh, so far we haven't gotten to that. Yeah, one at a time, I suppose. Yep. So, I I don't know if you've heard this, Joel, but I was going to close the show with this. That uh, have you seen that uh, we even have a football? Well, you wouldn't know because I don't know if you look at our Twitter, but there's a football player that plays wide receiver now for the Atlanta Falcons. His name is Mac Collins. Okay. So. Uh, he uh, he follows us. He uh, he boards the the Atlanta Falcons bus barefoot and everything. He he does interviews. And uh, I was going to play a nine minute clip of him here, and we have just enough time to to do that as we close out the show. All right, I will let you do that, and I think I will take off. And yep, I'm right. it on Twitter now. So okay. Well, thank you, uh, Joel, for, for being here. On. The Quad Life. And, of course, barefootisLegal.org is our website. I'm going to close the show with this nine-minute clip of Mac Hollins. Thank you, everybody. Right, you... Stay barefoot. We'll talk soon. Thank you, Joel. Bye. All right, let's talk to our man, Mac Hollins. Mac, like, what the hell y'all getting hey, into? Hey, man. What's going on, Mac Hollins? How are you? I'm doing well. I appreciate y'all having me. Yeah, man. We're excited to have you. Uh, first of all, i got to ask you about the hair, man. Do you still have the locks? Is it, how long is the hair now? It, it, it is. It's getting. It's getting pretty long. It's a. Uh, it's braided up right now. It's a, a little past my shoulders. Yeah, man. So, like, what's the deal? You just letting it go? Did it, did it start with some kind of project, or were you just like, forget it? I, I don't know, it's COVID. I'm gonna let my hair grow. I don't know. I think I just had short hair for so long in my life that I was like, I'm just gonna. 
start growing it. And I haven't cut it in probably four years, five years. Four years. And now we'll ask you about conditioner. No, we're not going to do that. Hey, man, well, welcome, <laughs> to the, welcome to the Falcons. One of the things that we, we looked at the scouting report, looked at the numbers, is you take pride in your run blocking. And this is a team which loves to run the football. So in addition to catching the football, talk about that part of your game. Yeah, I think um, anything I can do to help the team win is what I'm always willing to do. And throughout my time in the league, I've learned how important the run game is to the passing game, uh, and really it's kind of an everybody eats thing. Is if we can run the ball well, it makes everybody else's job catching the ball easier. So if I block a few times, you're telling me I'm going to go get some extra yards, I'll take it every day of the week. Your time with the Vegas Raiders, 57 passes, 690 yards, four touchdowns. Guys were tweeting to us uh, about, you know, some of the catches that you made. I like your size, man. How does that affect corners trying to – to, to defend you, um, you know, I think it was a problem for corners in college when you were at Carolina, and obviously it's been an issue in the NFL for guys. Yeah, it definitely helps me. I mean, being a bigger guy that can still move move and, and run at a high speed is, is definitely helpful. Uh, just for any type of – whether it's high balls, whether it's red zone, um, whether it's balls across the middle, just being able to be seen by the quarterback, um, it's, it's, it's definitely helped help my uh, skill set and helped my game, so – Hopefully uh, keep that keep that trend of catches and touchdowns and yards going and increasing this year. If you're just tuning in, guys, it's Mac Hollins, one of our newest Atlanta Falcons. And uh, when we announced we were signing you, Mac, there was a Carolina fan. Hit Carl up uh, and I with an email and a link to a story that was written by a Carolina website and talked about you being a walk-on for the Tar Heels. So you've always kind of had to prove it, man. Talk about your college time. Yeah, so walked on at Carolina. Um, got a scholarship my redshirt sophomore year. Um, but I wouldn't change it for the world. I think it helped me become who I am and form the player I am and just, you know, a, a lesson in adversity and facing adversity and overcoming it. So were the Raiders just a mess, man? I mean, like, what, what was the deal? I know the car situation at the end of the season was weird. You know, you're trying to, you guys are trying to figure it out offensively. What's been the vibe here, and what, what do you think since coming to the Falcons and being able to talk to Arthur Smith and, and, and the guys that are here – uh, is there a big difference as to, you know, what you're coming from? Um, I think there's, you know, there's a difference in every every coaching staff, every team, which is, you know, it's hard to compare apples to apples. Uh, but, like, for me, coming here, I'm super excited because, you know, Arthur and then TJ and, uh, in the receiver room, they're Carolina guys, so we, they've kind of watched me and I've known of them and known them for years. Um, so to get an opportunity to play with them and, kind of all of us mesh is really is really exciting um so i'm really just thrilled to get the opportunity to really when things really kick off you know otas and then when they really go in training camp to to get things going it is mac hollins with us guys on the waitfor.com hotline in addition to a play for the raiders as carl mentioned the guys got a super bowl ring caught a pass against us in that playoff game we still complained about up in philadelphia with the falcons talk about the super bowl journey and what was that like play we like coach peterson been, uh, but winning the ring yeah, it was super cool. I mean, it's rookie year, um, so I won the Super Bowl, and I thought, like, maybe the the league's too easy for me. I should write a book, one and done, and just get out of here. Like, like I don't know why everybody thinks Tom Brady's so dang good. I, I'm just – I'm 100% win rate right now. Um, but that didn't work out too well. I, I it hasn't, uh, haven't, haven't sniffed the, the Super Bowl since, um, but that's why I came here to get back to that point and – Go put some more jewelry on. Let's hope so. so. Let's go. Uh, let's hope so. Mac, tell us about uh, your barefoot lifestyle. What's this all about, man? 
Yeah, so I've been uh, I've been doing it for like four or five years. Um, when I when I have days where I have to like go on a plane, is my worst day, so I have to put shoes on. Like right now, it's hard for me to like sit still because uh, I have shoes on. Uh, but yeah, I've been barefoot for four or five years, and I just think conceptually it makes so much sense. Um, but culturally, I guess it doesn't. Like if you everybody were to walk around with mittens on their hands, people would think it's the most insane thing. Um, but then we have shoes on our feet. And people wonder why their feet don't look the way they should or they're not strong and why people have ankle and knee problems. It'd be the same thing as if you covered your hands your whole life and then wondered why you had wrist or elbow problems. It all starts from the bottom. So I want to understand this. It's Matt Collins, guys, our new wide receiver for the Falcons here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Whenever you possibly can, you're barefoot. The only time you're not is if you're traveling and you gotta absolutely have to have shoes on. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like that, and if I'm in the public bathroom, that's the only time I'll have <laughs> Good idea. Right, Good idea. Other than that, but I was in New York City walking around the streets of New York, which probably is dirtier than the public bathroom. Maybe I should have shoes on, but I was barefoot in New York. Were people looking uh, at you like you were crazy? Oh, yeah. they were. But that's another thing I think that kind of has come with it is the confidence of not caring what other people think. Sure. Uh, sure. You just kind of learn, like, everybody is going to judge you about something. Like, you're literally – people are judging me for not wearing – shoes like as if we were born with shoes on and i decided to take them off now again i get accused my wife is like i'm always naked around the house that's too much information this guy's just not wearing shoes <laughs> yeah but that's because you're trying to do other things i know hey Max, <laughs> hey by the way so are you like a boomerang guy like Eddie murphy character if you see some bad looking digits on a girl is that gonna be a major turn off are you a foot guy um i don't know if i have any fetishes for feet uh it's more, it's more of just a, a lifestyle thing. I think it's just, it's a lot healthier. Um, but if you, if you have messed up feet, then maybe genetically you're not good. I don't know. Maybe that's it. All right, all right. I got to ask nope, one. I, I, I got to ask one other thing because now I had a lady just hit me right. up, a, a lovely lady on social media, and she said, "Okay, that's cool, but does, how often does he wash his feet?" Now I, I'm just asking the question. Yeah, no, I see. That's the, that's another reason why I don't understand why people have a problem with me being barefoot because I'll wash my feet. Multiple times a day, but then when's the last time you wash the bottom of your shoe? Oh, that's true. Yeah. Never. It doesn't happen. All right. So, yeah, so, like, I, I'm – my feet are much cleaner than the bottom of your shoe, but then people <laughs> will think it's like, like, oh, it's so – your house must be so dirty. Like, all the times you take – you wear your shoes through your house wow. that have been through who knows what. Yeah. You say – I know I've had right. friends. I don't know about you, uh, Mac, but, you know, the friends, you go over the house and everybody had to take their shoes off regardless – Right. I was right. I was that friend. You take, yeah. take your shoes, shoes had to be off right yeah. the door. Yeah, yep. no doubt. Mac Hollins, man, we uh, we appreciate you stopping by. I, I do want to ask you: Have you had a chance to kick it with Ritter, talk with Ritter at all? I have not yet. Yeah. I'm excited to for sure, though. Uh, obviously, that's somebody I'm hoping to make a lot of connections with this year. No doubt. Well, again, as as we said, a lot of size now in the wide receiver slash tight end. Did you get a chance to see any of Kyle Pitts? Because that, he's kind of a unique talent too. That kind of like hybrid tight end wide receiver. Yeah, that in between, it's hard to make decisions to cover him, and he's—I've I've just watched him, um, and he's a heck of a player. So I'm excited to be able to work with him. Well, welcome to the A, man. We appreciate the time today. Looking forward to getting a chance to see you down the road, Mac Hollins. Uh, let's go get it. Appreciate it, y'all. Thank you so much. You got it. Yeah, that's wild, man. Yeah, I mean, I can see like you know, if you're in a place like Singapore where everything is immaculately clean, or Tokyo, but New York City, barefoot, wow. That's a commitment. But he's he's right. It's a lifestyle. And and, right. and by the way, I don't know like how many people listening do that or believe what he believes. Like 
you know, there are a lot of people who say, hey, shoes, they're not great for you. And, you know, I've had friends like with, with, with running shoes and stuff that over the yeah. years, they're like, oh, I don't know. Uh, you know you, I didn't really know it was a lot. When I'm in Naples on the beach, I'm always barefoot. Well, that's they're different, though. The backyard, you know, walking around. But that's but not, that's that's not walking around in Midtown no. barefoot. No, then then you'll guys your feet look like you've been kicking rocks all day. So it's it's an interesting lifestyle because he right. said I do it everywhere except uh. public bathrooms or, or airports. It's just the barefoot lifestyle. That's one of the new guys for our huh. Falcons, Mac Hollins. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.